this is Rob Pau and today in Turbo Talks we're talking to Dylan van Baarle of Ineos Grenadiers about the Tour de France. Welcome to the Turbo Talks podcast. It is Wednesday the 26th of August, meaning it is only three more sleeves before the 2020 Tour de France gets on the way in Nice. Last week we already looked ahead to this race with one of the top favourites, Tom Dumoulin. But today we're taking it to the rival team and to a fellow Dutchman, a grenadier who is ready to drop some watt bombs in the next three weeks. It is Dylan van Baarle of the Ineos Grenadiers. Welcome Dylan. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. How are you going? Are you already uh, used to the new name of being a grenadier? Um, yeah, I think we <laughs> or I need to uh, get used to it a little bit, um, but that will go fast. I mean, um, the kit looks really good. The the car looks really good. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's really nice combination. And the most important question is the bike looking good as well, because it is new bike day or not? Ah yes, as well. The bike uh, bike is matching the kit like perfectly. So it's also a navy blue with with some red uh, red bits on it. So yeah, that uh, that's looking good as well. Okay, so at least you're going into the Tour de France uh, full stylish. Um, you're just uh, just before we spoke, you're just coming off a, a COVID test. Yes, yes. You're fully well positive that you can start. Should maybe shouldn't say the word positive yeah, then, po- but po- yeah, positive <laughs> is in this case <laughs> not the, not the right word. Um, no, yeah. So we we had the COVID testing. Uh, now we have to wait for the results. I don't know when we will get them, but. Uh, <clears throat> it will be in uh, in a few days, I guess. Um, so yeah, let's let's hope for the best and hopefully no false false tests this time. Um, so everybody can just make the start line. So it is your your fifth time that you're gonna be on the start line of the Tour de France. How different has it been this whole preparation, the whole lead up, than the previous years? Yeah, it's. It's basically uh, the whole preparation was different. Um, normally, you you will have some more race days in the legs. Um, it's a different time of the year as well. We are now already uh, in the end of August, uh, and normally we are already done and dusted with the tour. So, uh, yeah, that whole preparation is a bit different. We went um, two times on altitude for two weeks, what we normally uh, not do. So. Um, yeah, there's quite some changes in the in the training. And then in the end, not only in the training, but also in the maybe in the team lineup compared to compared to last year, some names uh, not not being there. Um, how did that have an impact on the on the preparation? Did it have an impact? Um, no, actually not because they had the, or they were with us the whole time. Actually, uh, if if we're speaking about uh, Jaron Thomas and Chris Froome. Um, so yeah, they did hold uh, the training camps, um, and yeah, I think it was a last-minute decision uh, that uh, that has been made. And were you still a bit surprised when the decision was made? Um, maybe not so much surprised with uh, with the not selection of Chris, but yeah, of course, the not selection of of Durant. Um, I think everybody was a bit surprised, but. I think if you look good at it, um, yeah, 
you can now focus 100% for the Giro and um, he, he was not he was not on his best level in Dauphiné so then it doesn't make sense to go to the tour that starts two weeks after so um, yeah I think they made the, made a good decision yeah I think like you said it's something that Tom Dumoulin said last week as well on the podcast if you're not at the level sort of like required at Dauphiné you can't suddenly be in top shape two weeks later um, so how has the team dynamic has has it changed? So if you got like now you got like Egan Bernal, uh, Pavel Sivakov, and Richard Carapaz, obviously they're three sort of like young leaders. Um, does that change the, the the dynamics in the team or in the group? Um, yeah, so we we were uh, two days after Dauphiné and Courchevel, um, and we got uh, got the news on the last day. So. The, today was the first time that I've seen the guys again. So, um, yeah, I don't know how, how it will be in the group, but at the end, we have a really strong leader. We have uh, Richard and Pavel as, uh, yeah, it's, it's great um, mountain support. So, uh, yeah, I think it will not change much. Um, yeah, that, that we that we change uh, some guys in the team, but uh, we have the same mentality and, we want uh, or we go for the same goal. So um, that won't change a lot, I guess. Is it maybe a bit like an aggressive rider like uh, Richard there? Could we then maybe perhaps see a little bit of a change of tactics to put a bit of more pressure on that uh, on Jumbo Visma? With maybe Richard attacking maybe a bit earlier? or? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Uh, we haven't spoken about any tactics yet. So... Um, yeah, I have no idea what the what the tactics will be, but at the end we uh, we need to focus on ourselves and yeah, uh, we have a, I think we have a really strong team to yeah to 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 make this uh, three weeks really really good again. Like you mentioned, like focusing on yourself is that hard at the moment, or was it at the moment when you were facing Jumbo Visma in Tudela and in Dauphiné? Um, when they sort of like took over what was usually, well, Team Ineos at the front of the peloton, did you then have to sort of like struggle to focus on yourself and be not like, yeah, distracted by that? No, for, for me personally, not so much actually. I mean, um, that's bike racing and uh, if, if, if there is something better, then um, yeah, we, we have to change the tactics a bit. But I think... Um, at the end, uh, uh, the the Tour de Lens and Dauphiné they were short stage, uh, short races, like five. Uh, I think Tour de Lens was three days and Dauphiné five days. So uh, if they're gonna ride like this three weeks long here, here in the Tour, then yeah, that that uh, it would take some energy. So I think they will also change a bit their their, their tactics. But um, yeah, I mean. We just, uh, we just at the end we want to win the tour and how, how are we going to do that if that's that's going to be like how we used to ride or or in a different way um, yeah, it doesn't really matter um, if we if we can get the yellow again in in Paris that would be great if you look now at the tour obviously that third week is going to be uh, a really tough one is there like a certain period in the tour like maybe certain stages that you feel like you really need to be there for the team and that you say like maybe other days you take a bit more rest and save yourself for those important days or 
No, I think it's uh, from stage one until uh, 21. Um, basically, full gas, full gas supporting for the team. So, uh, yeah, we'll give 100% in those stages. And for sure, there will be stages uh, in there where where you can swing off a bit earlier than uh, than you normally would do. But, um, yeah, that's not uh, the mentality uh, that I have that I go into the... To those three weeks, I want to give 100% in stage one and also in the, in the last stage. So, how would you describe your your own role within the team? Is there like a certain position in the in that train that you feel that could be yours or could that change during the tour? Or yeah, last year it changed a bit. So um, yeah, at the end, I, I'm I'm here for the for the flatter days and the mid mountain support. Uh, but last year I, I stepped up a bit and could do some some more in the in the higher mountains as well. So um, yeah, let's see what the what the race will bring. But normally I I will support a bit more on the on the flat and the mid mountain stages. And then maybe that stage ten that's sort of like in between or like in the middle of the tour. Uh, there must be a circle around it as well as an important day for you to protect the climbers around you with possible crosswinds action uh i i haven't checked it so i i I don't know uh i don't know about that stage no okay so how do you go about like when you're when you're leading like in the mid mountains or in those mountains uh when you're leading that peloton how do you go about about your effort is that something that you perhaps like use that uh use your garmin the climb pro function for or yeah, I mean uh, the the feature on the on the Garmin with the with the Climb Pro is yeah you you can see how long it is basically to the to the top so yeah you you try to manage your effort until the top um, so yeah that's a really a handy feature for me uh, also you look at your your power of course and your and I have my cadence there as well so you you know a bit what you are doing. Um, but yeah, th- for sure, for your head, it's really nice to know that you have a certain kilometer to the top and then you can really focus on that. And if you look, like you mentioned, like last year already, you stepped up a bit more in the mountains as well. Are we sort of like seeing you transform more and more from a classics rider to a climber? No, no. <laughs> so after this Tour de France, it's immediately focus on the classics. Yeah, there's not so much left uh, as well. So uh, yeah, um, I, I will always be a classics rider. I I'm I'm, I'm just gonna or I just yeah how you say it? I, I just become um, more than a classics rider basically. So uh, I expand a bit. Um, I I will not transform in in a in a in a GC guy, but I'm just a classics guy that also can help really well in the mountains. And then perhaps maybe the odd one one week stage race that would fit you because you've got a decent time trial obviously as well. Yeah, of course, um, like uh, a Paris or or those kind of races, uh, Bing Bong Tour for example. Yeah, that are races that uh, that really fits me well. Um, but yeah, that's that's something to think about for next year, I guess. <laughs> do, do do you think about like your own ambitions? In, or maybe where your ceiling might be? Uh, ambitions in the GC or... Or just in general as a rider? Yeah, I mean, of course, I have ambitions still uh, for the classics. I still want to 
want to do really well in those those races and 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 being up there in the finals. Um, so yeah, that ambition I still have, and and um, yeah, last winter we trained really hard for it, but then it ended up uh, that all the the races were cancelled, of course. So um, yeah, let's see what this year brings, and uh, of course I couldn't really focus focus anymore uh, on on like classics training because we're now preparing for the tour again so uh, yeah the classics will come as it as it comes um yeah i i will see how, how it goes there uh, I, I of course i go still with ambitions because after the tour you always have good legs so um yeah let's see what it brings but first like like you said the tour the tour de france is is waiting have you done some recons of the mountain stages with the team um, yeah, so we have done, or I have done the the first and the second stage here in uh, in Nice, um, and then we did um, uh, stage uh, was it seventeen of Col de la Loze we did with the team. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we have done a few stages. What What did you think of the Col de la Loze? Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty hard. Um, the last six k is is really uh, irregular. So uh, it, it's super steep and then flat again, super steep. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to find really your rhythm. I mean, for me, it doesn't really matter because I, I just try to come up the climb. But, uh, yeah, for the for the GC guys, it will be really, really tough. And also on altitude, so that makes it even harder. Yeah, because it goes above, it goes to 2,300 meters, I think. And like you said, like yeah. that last 6K is really like a roller coaster with up and down, up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super small road as well. So, yeah. Does that suit uh, suit an, uh, a Bernal? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Uh, we, we we don't do so many times those kind of climbs. So, um, normally climbs on altitude it suits him a bit better than the normal climbs, of course. But um, yeah, we will see how uh, how it goes there. Okay, okay. Uh, I want to move on to the, the, the fan question of the week because on our Garmin social channels, uh, we obviously always have questions coming in for our guest. Okay. And this one was from, and now let me pronounce it correctly, Ortizero on Twitter. And he wanted to know what goes through your mind three days ahead of the most important race of the year? If it will go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, it's such a strange times at the moment. I I really live at the moment day by day. So um, yeah, uh, I will see tomorrow what happens tomorrow. Uh, that's the way I think at the moment. But normally you you really get excited and, and getting nervous. But now also the circus is much smaller and um, yeah, will be will be different. Will be different. Do you see that the riders around you as well? Are they in it the same way as you are? Or are there some there who still have that nervous race feeling that you might be lacking at the moment yet? Uh, yeah, I don't know because um, I, I today I arrived at the hotel so I haven't seen all the guys and haven't spoken really with them yet. So, um, yeah, it's hard to say. But um, I think for everybody it's different. Um some some guys will be nervous for every race some uh, only for the tour some for the classic so um, 
yeah, I, I'm always. Uh, I'm now at this 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 point of my career that I, I'm, getting less nervous for for all those races. So, uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, yeah, that's the way how it is. Okay, and I can imagine as soon as Saturday, as it all starts, that you really have to yeah. the right type of uh, nerves anyway or excitement levels. Yeah, I mean, it's still the tour, you know. It's I will be. I will be nervous anyway at the start line of the first stage, but it will goes away quick. And um, at the end, it's it's also just a bike race, you know. <laughs> do, do you have uh, do you have family coming down to support you? Um, no, at the moment not. I think uh, also with the, the the regulations from the government in Holland, it's not the uh, it's not allowed to. Well, it's allowed to to go to Nice, but um, then they have to quarantine themselves for ten days again uh, back home. So um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so and and I, and I don't know how how it will be with the fans anyway. How close they can come and and those kind of things. So it's better they stay home. Has that changed a bit as well? Because I think I've, uh, I've heard from like when you were younger and still maybe riding in a Rabobank development team that, that at least your mom was basically always there when you were racing. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, especially uh, yeah, when I was younger, even even more, you know, with the juniors. And yeah, we were traveling around Holland and, and Europe. Yeah, with the, with the whole family and... Um, yeah, they've changed a lot uh, the last couple of years. But on the bigger races, uh, she always tries to come. Um, last year, she was, for example, also in Brussel um, and in and in Paris. But um, yeah, this year it's 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 a strange year anyway. So we will have to see uh, how everything goes and 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 what we can arrange for for maybe in Paris. Um, yeah, we have to see. But safety first. For now that's yeah that's uh, the 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 main thing and yeah we are in our our own team bubble let's say it like that so um it's also hard to come in there um, or it's even not allowed so yeah and, and and are you a bit wary of the fence along the side of the road um yeah i don't want to think about it too much yet um i think it's the two organizers try to do everything to make uh, the people aware to were at least month masks and i hope they do so um yeah that's the only thing yeah they, they really can 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 help us and and all the other people by by wearing a mask okay i want to wrap it up with a couple of short uh, rapid fire questions just some short questions for you yes the total amount of days that you're going to need to defend the yellow jersey over or under six and a half um yeah, last year was only <laughs> only two days, so uh, uh, it doesn't really matter if it's one day. Then then I'm also happy. Uh, if that's in Paris, then I'm happy. So, uh, um, I, but I will say um, less, less okay. than six days. Okay. What is the highest power output you've seen on your Garmin Edge? Uh. It's already a couple of years ago, I guess. Um, 14, 14, 1400 something. Okay. And what are you up to now? Uh, 11 to 1200. Okay. Yeah. So you need to get that back for the classics, Dylan. 
Yes, and, and, <laughs> yeah, but the fourteen uh, fourteen hundred was already uh, also when I was a bit heavier. So um, okay, okay. Yeah, that that also makes a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next one. Who's got the best mo in the peloton? You or Felix Groschartner? Oh. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen him actually in uh, in Dauphiné <laughs> quite a few times, um, but uh, I would say, yeah, his you can see a bit better because he is a bit bit darker darker mo. So uh, I would say his. Okay, okay. Did you guys talk about it when you saw each other or not? Compliment each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he came to me and I say, uh, ah, nice moustache, man. So yeah, since then we. We we talk about our moustache. It's a bit weird, but uh, ah, it's a weird year anyway, so you can do weird things. You know? And you've got some time on the road the next three weeks to discuss it uh, in detail. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, got two more for you. Who's going to win the polka dot jersey? Uh, I, I thought maybe it was a, <laughs> like a multiple choice. Um, yeah, who's going to win? Chavez, Esteban Chavez. Okay, and then the last one because everyone is uh, filling in all their uh, fantasy teams, etc., for this year's Tour de France. <laughs> What is your dark horse pick for that everyone should have on their team? Um, yeah, if I looked at the Dauphiné, then um, I think that the Guillaume Martin guy is is pretty going well. He will not win the tour, but he will be up there. He was last year as well, 12th, I think, um, in the tour. So, um, yeah, he's that kind of guy that always always is there and always try to hang on. So, um, yeah, maybe he can step up a bit in the in this tour. Okay, for the people who weren't convinced yet of Guillaume Martin after Tom uh, talked about him last week and gave him as a tip... <laughs> oh yeah now you should be because Dylan mentions yeah, it as well okay yeah but then it's not a really uh, <laughs> really secret anymore <laughs> I'll give you one more I'll give you one more option then to go, to name someone else yeah I, I mean if I look at our team uh, Pavel Sivakov is going really well he showed uh, like a really good race uh, the last day in uh, in Dauphiné and I think he's only only getting better so uh Yeah, I won't be surprised if he uh, he's going to be up there for quite a while. And maybe he can uh, he can carry the white jersey while Egan is carrying the yellow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be that would be perfect. Or or the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't uh, really matter as long as you jersey, win. Uh, yeah, if we have the yellow jersey in Paris, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that would be nice. Okay. Well. With your words, like as long as you have the yellow jersey in Paris, uh, it's all good. I think that's a great way to uh, to wrap it up for this one. Thanks, uh, Dylan, for your time. Wishing you all the best in the upcoming three weeks in the tour. Thank you, thank you. And see if you can uh, keep, uh, yeah, keep your winning streak for Ineos in the Tour de France up and uh, make it yeah, two in a row. I, I hope I can uh, keep it, uh, keep it hundred percent. That would be nice. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Dylan. And yeah, then the. For people at home, obviously, don't forget to tell a friend about the Turbo Talk Show and subscribe to the podcast to automatically receive all new and previous Turbo Talks episodes. Like last week's chat with Tom Dumoulin that we already mentioned, definitely worth a listen as well before Saturday's Tour de France start. So, but for now, enjoy the start of the tour and just like Dylan and his teammates, never stop cycling. 
This was Rob Out with Dylan van Baarle of the Ineos Grenadiers. Stay tuned for the next Turbo Talks.